everybody. Well, we've got a great episode for you. Dr. Sonia and I are hashing it out on uh, change and freedom and routine. Andropause, menopause. Yeah, passive-aggressive behavior towards one another. Yes. That can happen as our hormones start to fluctuate. So we can blame the other person, but maybe we can also appreciate the other person's going through transformation and change. How do we, you know, uh, cultivate some awareness around uh, the the changes that we go through? Mm -hmm. We also talked about how we can choose this next transition in our life, this next phase, these next 40 to 50 years. Yes, 40 to 50 years in a whole other phase of our life. Yes, I mean, we'll, we'll make it more. That's only 80 or 90. We're going to do better right. than that. Yeah, right? okay. So 60 to 70 years of <laughs> this new new phase. You're still looking at me. Okay, fifth. I don't know. I don't you know. say a number then. Okay, well, yeah, I know. I, I guess I was looking at you because I was doing the math in my head. Right. And and I, I don't know what that number is. We I don't, don't even want to put a number on it. No. But I think what it's interesting is that, you know, often we get stuck in our type of thinking because we've created a small container. We haven't really, you know, explored what else is possible change perspectives mm-hmm. often we just move through life with with the earlier perspective that we haven't even challenged before mm-hmm. and then life at some point challenges us to expand our thinking mm-hmm. yeah so stay tuned enjoy the episode and we would love to hear any insights you guys have please put them on instagram you can tag us and have a conversation around what your thoughts are Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Health Ignited with Dr. Sonia and myself. We're here uh, living uh, the dream in Northern Canada, loving (laughs) life. (laughs) Yeah, we went for a walk this morning and (laughs) I mean, the sun is shining. It's a little windy outside, uh, but it's not quite warm enough for you yet. No, no, that wind chill that makes my um, mouth purple just doesn't feel very good. No. And we've tried to go for runs with Sonia when it, when the weather is colder as well, and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. There has to be, maybe if you guys, guys have some ideas, she needs a very specific, very tight headband that she would wear underneath a, a toque, and there'd have to be a non-slipping toque. So maybe something with a little tie underneath mm-hmm. that could hold it down. Yeah. And then maybe we get I'm you like where a, this is going. a full-on parka so you could run in a parka. Yeah. But breathable. But breathable parka. Yes, a dry fit parka. So if anybody knows <laughs> where to access these really important um, yeah. running uh, Just until running like gear. end of June. Till end of June. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny because we're talking about freedom. Yeah. And we're talking about um, not feeling restricted in life, but also how, you know, things change over time. And mm-hmm. so our sense of you know, awareness or our mindset around what freedom means to us is, is going to change over time. And so, you know, technically speaking, um, you know, were you ever able to run in the cold or is this like, did you ever feel freedom running in the wintertime in, in no. Vancouver? So no. for you, that's actually something that you haven't it changed change. your relationship to. Mm-mm. So some things are going to be stagnant. 
That's right. Yeah. Just gonna say, no, not you know, maybe stagnant is the wrong word. Yeah. Yeah. It's not stagnant. It's just my desire not to run in cold weather. Yeah. So that's so maybe in discussing freedom, there might be a predisposition or like an archetype or what are the words I want to say? Like, yeah, predisposition for who you are. There's certain qualities about you that may not change mm-hmm. a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But then there's things that do evolve and change over time. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I think we have to define what freedom is for yourself individually, because that's going to look very different for you and it is for me. Mm-hmm. And then I think that changes as we age, as our body starts to change, as our view um, around the world starts to change and our values also change as we age. But I think sometimes we get stuck in wanting to still be that same person that we were maybe 20 years ago, because our body was serving us in a certain way, or life was serving us in a certain way. And we get stuck in that old pattern and forget that we're always evolving and changing. And so our definition of success and freedom and values all need to change along alongside that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so that's, that's really important. So now f- freedom, if we were just to define freedom, what, what does that word mean to you? Um, so different things. I think freedom for me means choice. It means um, a lack of constriction in my body. So my body feels free and it's like movement in my digestion and how my hormones are feeling um, out- in my outside world. I have choice so that I can choose what I want to put in my body, where I want to go, um, how I want to dress. So I'm not um, constrained by the beliefs of society. And I get to move freely through life without judgment of myself and worrying about judgment of others. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's any sense of like perceived freedom where there actually isn't freedom? See more. So like, how does one determine what like is a, mm-hmm. basically the definition of freedom is going to mean different things to different people. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to appreciate that too, because mm-hmm. they're sometimes having some guidelines or some boundaries lets you play within. And so you may not feel restricted. Right. I think that is different though, because then you feel safe. You feel like you're in a container. You feel like you can still move around in that container as you please a restriction or constriction is a little bit different because even within that container, you have to walk on eggshells or you have to walk a certain way in order to fit inside of that container. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it differs. And the reason why um, this came up for me is, you know, I was trying to kind of think in my mind, like what are some discussion points that I want to start discussing around woman unleashed. And one of the things that changed for me growing up was my definition of freedom. So when I was younger, for me, freedom was just being able to go see my friends or freedom was just being able to choose what I want in my next like adventure with education or, you know, choices that for somebody like you probably just came naturally or for somebody like me, it didn't. But then as you know, life has shifted, life has evolved and changed. My definition of freedom now is financial freedom is one big one so that we can take our boys um, traveling whenever we want. We can really work um, from anywhere, work from every anywhere and also reach like more people and make an impact. Like for me, that feels freeing rather than those like those things that I found were constricting for me when I was young. So that's why I think things evolve and change. And so when triggers happen as we're aging, so for example, if for example, when lockdown happened, 
my sister and I were talking about this, like this felt like a huge trigger because it brought us back to those early years. Mm. And here, you know, we're like in our forties or I'm in my forties and feeling like that part of my life was kind of set aside, but it showed up again because it, because of an external trigger. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I feel much more free without the headphones on. Mm. Cause that was like, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a sense of constriction. That's, that's so deep. <laughs> well, it, it's not deep, yeah. but it's also recognizing I, we, the only reason to use the headphones is to listen to other people that are on mm-hmm. the other end of the internet. But since just you and I today mm-hmm. habit forced mm-hmm. me to put these things on right. And then I recognize that they're not super comfortable to wear. And so I feel more free without them. Mm-hmm. So which leads me into the point of like, isn't it interesting that often we don't recognize freedom because we're just stuck in habit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a little bit of depth to what I just did there, but it was very intentful because I think it's important to recognize what are our habits because sometimes we don't explore what freedom means to us because we're so locked into what we do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we don't even know what else could be out there. Like our kids are a perfect example of this. They haven't traveled in three years. And so they got very stuck in their everyday routine and with their school and their friends and their activities, which they love and they enjoy, but they forgot that there's a bigger world out there. And then we finally took them somewhere just during their spring break. And it was like the, their eyes woke up mm. again. I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's more to life than my little little box of community that I'm in. So it just kind of opens this other space for us to like adventure into when we stay more curious instead of locked into what we perceive as being um, freedom right now. Yeah, it's such a good analogy because I mean, how many of us hold on so tightly to our routine and it can't, if it like veers just a degree like our whole day is thrown off or mm-hmm. whatever it may be you know I, I think it's a fascinating investigation of how do we have a little bit more freedom within a routine but also recognize that routine is really important and so there's a balance there right yeah. so let's talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. yeah I think routine is really important and just kind of going back to that discussion of like how definition changes that our routine is also changing as we evolve and shift, you know, maybe in our younger years, if we're busy with school, we are waking up in the morning and studying and then going to school or working out, or we just have this other routine. And as we age, our, what we want for ourselves starts to change. Priorities. Priorities start to change. So then our routine will also change, but then we sometimes struggle to create that change for us, even though we're starving for it or our soul is really wanting us to do that, but it's really challenging because like you were saying, we're stuck in that, that habit of before and we forget to pause and recognize that we have now shifted and evolved. Like even in our workouts, like when I used to work out when I was young, it was for different reasons than I do now. Like I just want to feel really good in my body. Like I want more fluidity in my body instead of rigidity and just like, you know, a six pack and muscles or whatever I want. I want different results now, but sometimes we stay stuck in that same routine or way of working out from before because we haven't paused to recognize that a shift needs to happen yeah and like i think you you still appreciate six packs and and muscles sure (laughs) (laughs) obviously it's not the whole purpose yeah but i mean you made a comment the other day that you're like oh wow i'm i'm i don't even know if i'm you want me to say your weight but you're like oh wow i'm this is the heaviest i've been in a while and and like that was joy for you yeah so Mm -hmm. there there's like you know, obviously the intensity of, of our cosmetic appearance or whatever. I thought you were going to talk about our hike. 
Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I was going to get there. <laughs> so let, let's, let's get there. But also like the intensity with which, you know, that the personal appearance or, or whatever, how you show up to the world or how the world sees you or how you feel the world sees you is, is important. That doesn't necessarily go away. It's just the intensity of it changes and doesn't become the whole focus. I don't know if it's the intensity. I think the relationship to that changes. It's not, it's no longer for the world. It's for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So maybe you're still doing it for the world, but for me, I'm just doing I am it for now you. doing it just doing for, it for you. No one else matters, just you. Uh, so okay. So what Sonia said <laughs> on our hike, we we did a hike. It was, it was, it wasn't necessarily a challenging hike. It was a lot of uphill. It was there's some like on all fours for parts of it, like where you're you know sort of uh, bouldering a little bit, you know, and. Uh, and there's the people that were going by Sonia and like, Oh God, like this is really hard. And meanwhile, Sonia's like, this is easy. And, you know, at some point during the walk though, she recognized that there's a lot of people that were struggling on this walk, this hike and where it was kind of a breeze for her and, you know, people of all ages, you know, and mostly I think she was adding some judgment towards the people that were younger than her. Um, very mild wow. and just more observation, <laughs> observational judgment. But you know, at the end of it, she's like, geez, I'm in really good shape for 40. <laughs> when we got 42. to the bottom, 42. <laughs> like, I loved seeing your face light up because, you know, you do put in so much work. So this is about that routine. And then you have freedom in your routine because you're, you're honoring your body on a daily basis, doing workouts. I mean, Sonia is so consistent with working out. It's such a priority for her. And I love that about her, that she really puts self-care as, as such a high... Uh, standard in your life so to come you know out of this experience where you see all these like young people who should be able to really do quite well with this and struggling you know up and down the, the hill where you got to reward yourself with like hey i feel pretty darn good about myself i love that mm -hmm. yeah that was her highlight of the, of the it hike. was it was the highlight <laughs> of my trip yes for sure no no it was, i would know the trip validation. Is, yeah it was the highlight of the hike for you yeah like was. that was the big aha moment and i love that you celebrated that mm -hmm. about yourself yeah yeah because i think in the past um i worked out a certain way and it's not like that anymore and it was just validating for me that that variation that i'm doing and what i'm bringing into my body is you know when tested was really it's still very it's very supportive and that changed again with age so like you know we we teach a lot on, especially for women, that how you need to change the way you work out during your cycle. And especially when you're transitioning into like perimenopause and menopause, how you work out also needs to change. So that for me was a struggle for many years because I was very much attached to, I still do weightlifting, but I was attached to doing it a certain way because in the past I had gotten results. And so when I started to learn more about my hormones and what they need, I started to recognize I don't need to spend an hour in the gym. I can just do 20 minutes a day. And the consistency of that and the joy of that makes more of a difference in my overall health than it did when I was working out for an hour, hour and a half a day, every single day in a certain way. Yeah. So what a great example. So if you were to take that old type of thinking mm -hmm. of, of needing to spend this amount of time per day exercising, if that was your reality, you would have to shift everything else in your life in order to fit that hour, mm -hmm. hour and a half. And if you didn't get that hour, hour and a half, there would be hell to pay for the people that are around you to, to some right. degree, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's what you would do, mm -hmm. um, but technically if you didn't change or evolve your thinking over time and, and that became part of your reality, there would resentment would start to build mm -hmm. in your life. 
Yeah. And so I'm using it as an example, like maybe, other, you know, we have places that we get stuck and we, we can't yeah, see. Yeah, because as you're, you know, aging, your family starts to shift. So maybe your schedule has to shift. Now there's kids in the picture that maybe you can't get up at five in the morning, six in the morning and do what you used to do before, or even in the evening and you have to adjust and pivot. And that can feel really challenging when you're rigid in what you're supposed to be doing. So having like grace around these um moments in our life when we have like young kids or when we're changing careers even like when th when there's change in our world being able to adapt what gives us joy and that routine that we know that does feed us is so important because for me again that is what that's freedom is that ability to adapt to our new situation mm -hmm. so you know everybody goes through change of course, right? And everybody, you know, has some degree of ease as they move through change. Some for some people, it's relatively easy, some people, or it seems easy on the surface, maybe it's not internally. For others, it's much more difficult. Um, like you often talk about even your constitution, like the change of season can be challenging, uh, just with temperature, weather patterns. Uh, we talked about the running earlier. Um, so, you know, this idea of change, uh, and being able to have more resilience in the change, you know, is important, but there's this inevitable change that does happen to our hormones over time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, eventually men move towards this label that's given It's called andropause. And then, and then, which is typically less obvious of a dramatic change than it is for women going through menopause, where the monthly cycle literally stops at some point where men, we just kind of like keep behaving more poorly as time goes on. <laughs> potentially, or, or maybe we don't show up as well, or it's our energy, it's our weight, it's our ability to have patience for other people. Or like you just commented that uh, I'm going through andropause earlier because I was passive aggressive about something. And so clearly that's uh, like one of the signs of andropause, mm -hmm. everybody, you got to pay attention to that one. Uh, but these are like, it's not as obvious for men as it is for women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for women also, there's this gradual entry into menopause, right? So starting age 35, when we're stepping into perimenopause, we already start to notice that things are changing. And what was working for me at 34 even isn't necessarily working for me at 35. Like hormones are shifting, thyroid's shifting, weight is maybe shifting and kind of, you know, creating this like new home around the abdominal area, um, maybe periods I love are you shifting. Call the new home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the periods are shifting a little bit. So there's, you know, there's challenges that show up, but I also think those challenges are just a signal towards, you know, there's change coming. So there's change happening. So how can we adapt our way of eating, our way of sleeping, our way of thinking, our way of moving so that we can really step into that perimenopause and then menopause in a more like space of like rhythm and like really being synced with the, the moon being synced with yourself and what you want for yourself. And that comes from, you know, staying curious about these changes that are happening instead of getting frustrated that, oh, I used to be able to eat a certain way and not gain a pound, but now, you know, I just like think about it and all of a sudden I've gained weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's significant. I mean, especially, you know, given that there's these little messages that are showing up over time that often many of us just sort of bypass, mm -hmm. we don't really, really pay attention to them. And it's more common to see that I think in men too, where women 
in general, right, tend to be more proactive with their health or they're, they're having to manage something every month anyways, whether, you know, it be using tampons or pads or some women are using birth control pill or something to manage their cycle where men don't necessarily manage a cycle that happens. We just kind of exist within it and, you know, apologize for our volatility if we... <laughs> We, we go out of control in a moment and then we have to come back to it. Um, so, you know, I think it's interesting to appreciate that the change is inevitable, but how we move through the change, you know, speaks volumes about our, maybe our, our mm-hmm. practice and our routine. So I think this is where a, a routine and, and self-care and self-awareness, you know, creates a container for you to have that freedom. Uh, because when men- menopause hits, there's a new version of freedom in the sense mm-hmm. that you don't have the cycle anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of ours, um, Cynthia Thurlow on an episode that we recorded with her just a little while ago. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should go back and listen to our conversation. She had mentioned that we spent 40, 40 to 50% of our lifetime in mm-hmm. this new stage. But when we think about this new stage, we think, Oh, it's, you know, it's downhill from here, or this is, you know, coming close to like, our you know, ending years or whatever perception we have. I know I was talking to my mother the other day and she's only 65. And all of a sudden I hear her saying, you know, we just have a few more years left. And I'm thinking in my mind, what? You're only 65. I don't understand. What are you saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's so, it's so interesting. Not that she specifically said that, but it's so interesting because even when she shared that number with us, Mm -hmm. I was like, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think of it like that. Yeah. So like, why not step into that new phase or that next half of your life with vitality and pausing before, as we're transitioning so that we can redefine, okay, what is it that I want for myself during that time? Like, how do I define freedom? What does success actually mean? Like, what do I want for myself or desire for myself? More so I heard on another podcast the other day, they were talking about the word want. And as soon as we say, I want something, it's, it's basically confirming I don't have it. But if you say you desire it, it's a different energy. So like, what do I desire for myself in these next 40, 50 years or choose for myself in this next phase? And how do I create freedom from, you know, these chains that maybe have locked me down for so long? Because it is a new phase in life that maybe your kids are older now. So there's like this new shift. And, you know, there's a lot of grief that comes from shifting gears from one phase to another. But once we start to really move through that grief and understand that that grief also is there to serve us and show us that, you know, the only reason why we're feeling that maybe that pain of having to let go of that phase of our life is because we got to have so much joy and love in that part of our life. And now we get to step into it in a different way. So really this podcast is for just seeding some questions for you guys to start thinking about, like, what do I desire for myself? What will I choose for myself as I move through these transitions in my life? Yeah. And will I be willing to not be so strict maybe with the, the concept of what routine means or habit mm-hmm. means? Am I, am I willing to investigate yeah. a new level of freedom? I love that you brought up that, that want Mm-hmm. Uh, David, Dr. David Hawkins talks about that in his book, Letting Go, as well. Um, and there's some really powerful words in, in alignment with understanding this idea of want. It's a recognition of what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you're not feeling deserving of having something when, when it is that you want it. It's, right. it's like it's a little mind puzzle. I think it's worth you know, yeah. contemplating. You know, and so then, you know, how do you change your vocabulary to open up to more freedom in your life mm-hmm. by using the words like choose? 
um, as a, as a way to, to position yourself and that, that you have a choice and that, mm-hmm. that even just saying, I choose something opens up freedom for you. Mm-hmm. And it creates a sense of you're almost already there. Yeah. That it's available to you when it's want. It's like, oh, it might be available. It might not be. It kind of creates confusion. Yeah. It may the be manifestation. for me. It may not be for me. Yeah. yeah. But when you're choosing, it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's next. I'm choosing that for myself. Yeah. It's really solidifying it mm-hmm. into reality for yourself in the mind first, obviously, before it becomes a physical manifestation. But I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a really important practice. Mm-hmm. So anything else on the hormonal things that, that you want to share with the audience just with regards to change and freedom mm-hmm. and, you know, all the things that we talked about at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just recognizing that change is inevitable in our bodies, um, especially when it comes to hormones. I mean, we've talked about before that they start to decline at age 25, but how quickly the decline is up to us and the choices that we're making every single day. And just because we're using the word decline, it doesn't mean that they disappear. It's just your what systems um, are more upregulated in your earlier years are just a bit more downregulated where others take over. And that's by design, because after a certain age, you're not going to be thinking about creating life anymore and having babies. You're going to be thinking more about yourself. And so that energy that would have been put into creating life and releasing that egg every month, now that energy gets to be put back into your nervous system and into your body. So now the adrenals are taking over more so than your ovaries. So how do I create more space to really support my nervous system every single day? Like what routines can I bring in to help uh, validate a more parasympathetic state in my body instead of that sympathetic fight or flight to support those adrenal glands. So just constantly questioning. So when a symptom comes up, like questioning it, like, okay, is this some trying to tell me something about this transition and how can I support my body so that this transition is smooth and that in itself will also help your relationships. If, you know, especially in like a male female relationship, if Mm -hmm. you can understand that each one of you are going through a transition, it can be a lot easier to communicate um, in a more probably softer way. Yeah, definitely. And I I actually, I'm glad you brought up the relationships because Mm -hmm. that was something that I think is really important to also appreciate. Just, it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic one. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be business relationships. It could be friendships, um, you know, relationship, even to your kids, obviously you Mm -hmm. mentioned just the, how that changes, but, you know, I think when, when there's so much tied to uh, our, like so much of our mood or emotion is tied to our vitality and feeling, you know, either up or down or low, or there's volatility even to it, that can feel like a shaky ground to, to constantly be referencing another human. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, when we take ownership over what we're going through, we can have a lot more clarity about ourselves so that we can be a little, a lot more clean in our communication to, to our partners or, Mm -hmm. you know, of whatever capacity they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really important piece, especially with, with hormones. Like how do we get control of our hormonal system or not even just control, but you know, a, a different relationship to it so that we can relate to important people in our lives in a, mm-hmm. in a new kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So we've done some past podcasts on how you can build different communication skills within um, a relationship. So maybe go back and listen to that podcast, but really it's just being more self-aware and understanding that everyone is going through a change. Everybody has a story that they're playing out and 
it can change and transition times can be really bumpy. So um, I often talk to women about that. If you've given birth, when you're in transition, it's probably the hardest time during the labor, but then we birth this like beautiful baby. And so it's the same in our life when we're going to transition, it's really shaky, it's rocky. It, it brings up a lot of old stories. There's, there's a lot of layers to it. And then as you start to move through it, you know you're birthing something that you're choosing for yourself in your own definition of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when we had our first doula, I know we're going to be wrapping up this conversation soon. I'm feeling the energy of like Sonia saying, let's wrap this up <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, but I think it's, you brought up the birthing thing. And I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting because when working with a doula um, or the midwife, both of them were fabulous. They really spoke about creating a birth plan, like creating some structure, like some guidelines, mm-hmm. a container, and then the birth is going to happen. Mm-hmm. the way that it happens. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you ride the wave of your experience, of course. And, you know, I kind of heard that in the story that you were just sharing. And I think it's interesting to come up with, come into a moment or like cultivate that, that self-awareness so that you're as prepared as possible for life and, and all it's, you know, jaggedy edges and things like that. And then, and then like living in, in that advice that, that you mentioned to, to your cousin just yesterday, you, you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. like that's the most empowering mm-hmm. advice ever is like, mm-hmm. you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So how do you prepare yourself as best you can for these mm-hmm. moments? Yeah. And that's freedom, right? So that Victor Frankl quote, um, freedom lies between or in the space between the stimulus and the response. So the stimulus is life and all that's changing. And the response can either be a reaction or it can be a response after you've paused and recognize what needs to happen for you to create the life that you actually want it's it's wrapped it's wrapped (laughs) wrapped. (laughs) okay guys so thank you so much for tuning in make sure you check out the other episodes that sonia is mentioning uh thank you for being a fly on the wall of our conversations and the people that we invite on Mm -hmm. we're so grateful for you guys uh and if you haven't yet check out the metabolic fix online which you can find at drsjensen.com for more details on how to create new healthy relationships with your mm-hmm. lifestyle practice. join the club so we can have more of these conversations yeah and every month we've got uh, on our health ignited club we dive into different uh themes but also have some practices that we instill within our lifestyle practice so we'd love 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 to have you join us in on there as well okay it's wrapped with a bow have a good day We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited Podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.